Welcome to The Extra, the show that connects you with the issues, topics, and people that are important to you. And one of the things that's important this time of year, and sometimes it can become overwhelmingly important is spending for the holidays. A lot of people uh, feel like uh, they need to shop till they drop. I mean, it's all filled with the giving spirit, but at the same time, it can put undue financial pressure on families, parents, individuals, etc. And so joining us right now, we're so pleased to have with us uh, someone who's been a guest who's joined us several times in the past around this time of year, David Jeffrey. And uh, Dave, did I I pronounce your last name correctly? Yes, Jeffrey's correct. Great. And he is the author of Budgeting with Dave, and he uh, conducts budgeting audits and helps coach uh, people who are looking to uh, do better with their budgets, all based on the uh, Dave Ramsey principles. Uh, wouldn't you say, Dave? Absolutely. Yes, that's what I do. I use Dave Ramsey's pro- uh, processes and, and uh philosophies and to and help people to get their money under control and and would you say that uh, i mean uh money issues all around uh the year but especially this time of year can be especially pressing for people maybe even put them into uh more of a depression than the holidays would normally warrant yes that sure does and december you know with the holidays with christmas is such a busy month already you got school programs with kids you've got you know, financial pressures from Christmas buying, and it can absolutely put people into a tailspin financially during this month of December. You know, I know the advice is to start budgeting uh, for Christmas, you know, in you know August or February, but so many of us don't do that. Why do you think that is? Um, it's because we, too many people live paycheck to paycheck, and if we can build a, a plan for the money, build a budget with the money. It gives us the opportunities or gives folks the opportunities to make sure that they're setting up a budget for Christmas so that they're saving every month for that. And our money is pulled in so many different directions. We have so many demands on us. As soon as we get a little bit of a head, you know, then we've got maybe something breaks down in the house that we have to fix. And so it's, it's this constant planning and replanning that we have to do that puts so much pressure on us. Uh, with our family, it seems like cars. No sooner do we get done paying for a car than there's a major breakdown. And so all of a sudden, you know, we in, in our family, it feels like we're always behind the eight ball when it comes to cars. Uh, you know, makes me makes me just wish we could go back to the horse and buggy days because I don't think the horses would break down so much. Just give them some better hay. That's right. (laughs) So tell us how you got involved in the world of financial planning and budgeting, because this is different than financial planning. It's more of building basic budgets for families. That's right. Yeah. So I was teaching, I've been teaching the Dave Ramsey's financial peace class at my church for many years. And about four years ago, decided that I wanted to get certified through his organization. And when you get that certification, they allow you to kind of do what you want with it. And and I had this idea to set up uh, a business to help folks get their household spending under control, thus a budget business. And uh, the idea behind it is so many people struggle with the budgeting because when the spouses sit down together and, and try to figure out where their money's going and what they're doing with their money, often ends up in a money fight. Um, the single folks that I work with tell me, Dave, I got nobody to account for. So I just spend my money how I want to do it. And so I said, you know what, if we build a plan to help folks 
um, put their money where they want it to go versus wondering where it went, that will help them go a long ways with planning for, for automobile breakdowns, planning for Christmas, planning for vacations, and just having an overall plan with the money. So I got started through Financial Peace University, teaching it for several years, and then realized that so many people had trouble and struggled with the budget. So that was where I felt my niche was. And this isn't just, uh, I mean, a financial pressure. I mean, it can manifest itself in a lot of physical ways. I mean, people actually have depression, physical depression over over dealing with all this stuff. Absolutely right. And let's talk about marriages as well, right? So one of the number one causes of our health issues in our life is stress. And studies have shown that one of the number one causes of the stress is money. Same thing when you look at marital situations, oftentimes the marital struggles that, that, that occur in the household are often around money. And so my goal is let's get rid of that stress. Let's get rid of that, those money fights in the household. And let's simply do it by creating a budget that takes 30 seconds a day, maybe a half hour at the end of the month to transition from month to month. Very simple process that I use. And and I you you hit the nail on the head because I have at least uh, a handful of friends who have had relationships marriages break down because it wasn't that their spouse or partner uh, was having money spending issues uh, once you know they cleaned that up it was all on the uh, it was all hidden and then it came out and they cleaned it up but then it happened again and for the for the partner who was having the spending issues, they didn't know how to control themselves. But the partner who was dealing with the cleanup on the best, they didn't know how to deal with something that really was for them a betrayal. Yeah, and this this happens often, you know, we, and across our country, we, we don't do a great job of educating, if you will, how to manage money. And so what happens in a marriage is two people are coming together. And, you know, the spouse, one spouse has one way with money, another spouse has another way with money. And the only way to bring that together is to sit down and talk, create goals. Where do we want our money to go? What, what bills do we have to pay every month? What debts do we have to pay off so we can put money back in our pockets and back in our household budgets? And it's just a matter of, of coming together to talk about it in a way that gives and takes a little bit, right? I know that sometimes one spouse you know, wants certain things a certain way and wants to buy certain things. Another spouse wants to buy their certain things. And there's room in the budget to do both. It's just maybe some each of each person has to give a little bit for the betterment of the household. And it's easy to do, easy to plan. And that's the, the purpose, again, of, of kind of working where, and a plan where you manage where you want your money to go versus kind of wondering where it went. Well, when we come back, we'll talk about uh, planning for the next uh, essentially three to four weeks uh, before the Christmas holiday hits. What can be done at this point? Uh, Because there are some steps you can take, some strategies you can use. Uh, That's when we come back with uh, Budgeting with Dave. That's on the extra here on KRDO News Radio. We're back with our guest today, Dave Jeffrey, the uh, host of Budgeting with Dave. He's also a source for us when it comes to money matters here on KRDO's The Extra Show. And Dave, let's talk about uh, setting down right now and taking steps to keep the remaining weeks of holiday spending under control. Because it seems like so many things are pulling us in so many ways financially. 
Yes, absolutely. So you know, one thing I would suggest to everybody, um, if you're carrying debt or because of Christmas, is think about having a one-week spending freeze. In other words, don't spend anything for a week. Of course, you're going to have some bills you have to pay, your mortgages, things like that. Of course, you pay those. But I'm talking about discretionary spending. No dining out. Stop going to the grocery store this week because likely there's things in your pantry, things in your refrigerator, things in your freezer that could probably get you by for a week. Go on a spending freeze. Whatever that money is that you would save that week, put it towards the holidays. Um, the other thing you could do is meal plan. We, we fail a lot of times to do that, and the grocery stores just, you know, those things as we talked before, um, those grocery items, and when you walk down the aisle, they just jump in your cart, and you walk away, went in for a gallon of milk and walked out with $100 for the groceries. And so, again, if we meal plan, create your grocery list, go only get the things that you need for the meals that you're going to cook, and then stay out of the grocery store for, you know, so that those things don't jump in your carts. That's another thing we can do. And the other is to take a good hard look over the next few days so that you can start saving for the holidays is are there streaming apps that you're paying for that you could get by without for a couple of weeks, for a month so that you could save that streaming money. That puts another 20 to $40. If you, you know, if you drop a couple of streaming apps, put, you know, puts a little bit more extra money you could put towards the holidays to save for that. So there's many things that you can look at, you know, if you have clothing you want, put it on your Christmas list for, for your family to hopefully buy for you instead of you spending it now. Things like that that you can do in preparation now so that you can relieve yourself of the pressure that happens with budgeting, I'm sorry, with Christmas shopping and what's going to happen January when the credit card bills start coming in. Uh, because so many people do just uh, put it on the plastic and then decide to worry about it later. Absolutely right. And I want to just throw out a tip here that when January comes around, you get through the holidays. When January comes around, set a budget for the household of what you want to spend for Christmas for 2024. And let's say that's $1,000. And that would be putting $83 a month away. If you did that January through next December, you would have the money set aside, $1,000 set aside for Christmas. And imagine the relief, the stress relief that would have on you knowing that Christmas is paid for, no financial stress there, and make your Christmas celebration just that much better because you don't have that stress to work through. People do tend to give in to more impulse buys over the holidays. Why is that? It's very much because Christmas is the most wonderful time of the year. The holidays are absolutely special. It is a time to give and show love to, to others, your family, your friends. And we have a tendency to just, oh, I think my sister would love this, or I think my, my son or daughter, whatever, would love this. And so we get marketed to more during the holidays than normally during the year. So that's one reason. And the other is because we are in such a giving spirit in the month of December, which it should be. That's what that's what Christmas is all about, the giving. But the element of it is to think before you spend. Is it within my budget? And create that budget before you start your Christmas shopping so you can plan around it. And know that the gifts you buy, no matter what it is, if it's one or two, whatever the gift is, it's still a gift of love. It doesn't have to be eight or ten. So 
you know, just it's planning and managing the money is the secret to it all. I have a good friend who came back from a trip abroad and, and she had brought a bunch of clothing for the grandkids. And, and I remember her saying, these are their, their Christmas presents and they know that. And, you know, she distributed it all when she came back. And yet she's telling me about all the new presents that are under the tree. I didn't really stick to that word, didn't stick to that plan. Is that something that a lot of us are guilty of is, is thinking through the year, no, this is your Christmas present, you know, and I do it with my daughter too. You know, this is going to be your, you know, birthday present or Christmas present, but then the holiday rolls around and, and I give into wanting to have, you know, something to present, uh, to present, uh, a present to present. Yes, and that's such a beautiful giving feeling, isn't it? That you've given your Christmas gift, but yet you still want to put more under the tree. And that's the beauty of this part of the season is this giving, but it happens a lot. It's quite often happens a lot. If you give a gift early that you bought for somebody, and, and I recommend that people buy their Christmas gifts through the year and then keep them in the closet away from people, that the kids that see it, and then pack them up for Christmas. When you give them early, that, if you will, that that feeling of giving feels so good to give Christmas comes, you've given it early Christmas comes and you've realized that, Oh, I don't have anything under the tree for them because I already gave it to them. And some of it's guilt and some of it is just the, the part of the season that we're in of, of love and giving, but it's a matter of controlling and knowing, you know, do I have the money to do that? Can I afford to do that? And then again, planning how much money you spend for Christmas. Well, we have a need to take a break about here, but when we come back, uh, let's touch on the issue of kids at Christmas. Uh, You know, how much is appropriate to spend on kids? I mean, is there, you know, an appropriate amount? I mean, should we set limits? Uh, Do do we, by going overboard, are we teaching kids the wrong thing? And what about encouraging kids to do their own saving and spending at Christmas time? We'll have that when we come back with more from Dave Jeffrey with Budgeting with Dave. Welcome back to The Extra and the show today focusing on budgeting amid the holidays. And our guest today, uh, David Jeffrey, who is uh, the uh, founder of Budgeting with Dave. And first of all, Dave, if people are interested in talking to you about some help, I mean, first of all, you, you've you been very generous with your help over the years, I know. Tell people, I mean, what does that help I, I guess, cost, and how can they contact you for more information? Yeah, great. And uh, so my phone number, give that first, is 719-510-2791. And my email is budgetwithdave at gmail.com. And so reach out. And what I do is I do a, a what's a one-time $200 fee. We sit down together, and we will work on your projected income and expenses, I then take that information and I put in two to three hours, sometimes four hours worth of work behind that um, to kind of line things up, make sure that we have a balance between the income and the expenses, put out suggestions, ideas. I build a very, very simple to use tracker sheet for you to manage your money every day, which really takes 30 seconds a day. And I want to repeat that 30 seconds a day to manage that. And then I come back again a couple days later and you have a budget that's ready to go after about a one hour discussion of how the budget works and how you can take it forward. So $200 is what I charge for that service. And then if people want to hire me continue for some continuous meetings or ongoing meetings, I charge $50 an hour for those. So very, very affordable, I think, to 
to get your whole household budget completely ready to go, a plan for your money all laid out for you. And, and and some of what you do, I'm guessing, is beyond just dollars and cents and also dealing with the emotional aspects of spending, because so much of uh, spending is, is emotional. Absolutely right. Yeah. So we talked through all of that. You know, I know that uh, in some cases, people like their Starbucks. Well, let's build that in. And, and budgeting has gotten kind of a bad rap and that people think that, oh, if I, get, if I budget, I'm going to have to take something away. And I think it's just the opposite. When you budget, let's put the things you love into that budget first and then build around that. So if you like to um, go to Starbucks, if you like to dine out, let's build those in so that you have an amount of money every month to go do that with. And I think when, when you do that, it really builds a plan around doing the things that I enjoy doing. And then the things that, you know, Maybe you don't enjoy doing as much or, or don't like spending as much on those things. That's where we look where we can cut back and do other things so we get a right balance between the income and the expenses. Let's talk about uh, how early that needs to start because right around now is when I think a lot of kids get their ideas on on spending and shopping. Um, and, and these can be formative ideas that can last the, an entire lifetime. So, so let's start with, uh, everybody wants to spoil the little kids. I mean, that is a, a given uh, over the holidays. I mean, there's nothing better than see the, seeing the kids' eyes light up as they open uh, the packages under the tree. Although I think some kids would be just as happy opening a box that's empty as they <laughs> open it. I mean, because it's all about ripping the paper off, right? But um, yep. is there? do you have guidelines on, you know, what? people should be spending because some people will spend you know multiple paychecks on little kids yeah yeah and uh if you ever i just i'll say this if you want to see the joy of christmas look at it through the eyes of a child and i just think that children just spark christmas as you said and, and the holidays and and it works from two ways right one is what you said the gift under the tree and how excited a, a child gets when they see one or two gifts underneath the tree for them and how exciting that is. But I would say that pales in comparison to children want to give the light, the, the eyes that they have, the, 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 the spark in their eyes, I should say, when, when children give. And think about that. Think about if you've got young kids, how many times a day or a week, do they draw you a picture just to give you something that they did themselves and the joy that they see in giving that to you? So from the standpoint of the children, Christmas is just amazing from both the giving and the receiving end. And from the standpoint of how much do we spend on the adults buying for the children and how do we plan for the kids to have some opportunity to have money so they can buy things for the people that, that they, they love as well. So from the standpoint of the parents, it's, it comes down to setting that budget. If you've got a family of four, um, maybe you and your spouse can go for a little bit less so you can put more money into the kids to, to, to make their Christmas a nice Christmas, uh, balance that all out. Um, the other thing, too, is think about if you're buying gifts for you know, your sisters, your nieces, your nephews, and, and so many other people that are outside of your family that you buy gifts for, that takes a huge hit on your budget as well. So maybe it's an opportunity to have a discussion with your friends and say, look, let's let's go to coffee in January or to go to dinner in January or lunch 
And let's not buy Christmas presents. So let's put that money back in our families for our Christmas. So having a conversation about that can help with that too. But setting a budget is going to, around how much you spend, that's going to, again, it's very dependent on how much money they have in the household to do that. But I would say that kids are happy with the simplest things. They don't need that $400 toy when when they can get by with a $20, $30, $40 toy that, that just is as much joy to them as that big expensive one. So it's a matter of having the conversation, balancing and planning with in the household how much you want to spend for Christmas and try to stick with that budget. Let's go to the kids for just a second then. So how do the kids get money to buy gifts for their parents and for their siblings? And if they do chores, if they have um, babysitting money, um, birthday money they might get from grandparents or whatever, sit down and talk to them about, let's set aside giving, uh, saving, and spending and put the money into three buckets. You know, give that 10% and help kids figure out the joy of giving to an an organization, to a church, if you belong to a church, um, to some program. There's lots of programs in the holiday season that kids would love to help other kids out with some of that money. So maybe that's 10%. And then setting aside another amount for saving. And that saving could be broken down into saving for something big. Maybe they want a nice big bike. Maybe they want uh, um, to save for Christmas gifts that they want to do. So just setting aside another 10, maybe 15% of that money over the year, that adds up. And that gives them the ability to have 20 or $40 saved over the year, depending on how much money they make, to, to be able to give. Because when a child loves to give, and now they're using their money to do it, it even adds more excitement to them that they saved for it and they bought mom or dad or their sibling a gift. Yeah, I that I I harken back to my experience. I I used to do that starting in when I was really young. I want to say seven or eight. I'd start saving my allowance, and I would have enough to buy, and I divided it into equal pots: <laughs> something for mom, something for dad, something for sister, and something for the dog. The dog got as much as the the other people in my family, <laughs> but it was it was a very important thing to go to the, the to the mall with my best friend, and we would each have our you know little uh, savings, and we would spend it uh, Christmas shopping, and that was. Uh, kind of the thing that we did and uh, I should remind her of that because you know we, we're still friends even all this time um, we wouldn't even buy gifts for each other we'd just buy gifts for our family but uh, I think uh, it it has been uh, you know one of the ways that I think I always think about how special it is to be able to gift because I remember saving all that money all those months I would go without allowance so that I could have that money to spend at the holidays I, you know, I, I think it's very formative for kids. Um, when we come back, we'll be talking more with Dave Jeffrey, some important lessons that he's learned over the years of helping families, helping uh, adults, helping kids uh, deal with money issues, some of the stickier issues that you can ever deal with. That's when the extra continues. And our guest today, Dave Jeffrey of Budgeting with Dave. We're back with our guest today, David Jeffrey, who is with uh, Budgeting with Dave, and he performs this service uh, for uh, families all across the Pikes Peak region. And again, his website would be budgetingwithdave at gmail.com, correct? 
That's the email address, yes. Yes, that's the email address. And so, Dave, when we're talking about uh, getting into the holidays, uh, I was just reading uh, some statistic that said that American households are looking at taking on around $1,500 of debt uh, on average, uh, that compares to actually that's what we took on last year compared to twelve hundred and fifty dollars the year before, and it's expected to be even more in for this year. Why is it that you think so many people are willing to take on debt uh, toward the holidays? Um, yeah, you know, part of it is the non-planning, right? And that's what we're talking about today. Is when we don't plan for Christmas we spend, right? Because we have to spend for Christmas or we have to have a Christmas budget. So part of it is when we don't have a plan for it. The other is is um, just this immense inner, I, th- I call it just almost an inner feeling of giving during the holiday season. And to do that, we have to give. And the other thing that gets in the way is last year, I got a gift that was really, really nice. So guess what? This year I have to put out more money for a really, really nice gift too. So there's, you know, the amount increases one because of inflation, but two is this internal pressure that we put on ourselves to buy this little nicer gift for a friend or for a spouse because they got me that nicer gift last year. So I got to kind of reciprocate this year. And I think those kinds of things get stuck in our thought process. And the fact that, you know, we're kind of post pandemic, we've been there for a little while. And getting out to stores and getting out of the house is kind of fun. And guess what? We're marketed to like crazy in the stores. And these things just pop out at us. And, and oh, hey, let's buy this for you know, whoever. And so some of the getting out. So there's a lot of factors, I think, that, that cause that. I do want to state here that you, you gave some great statistics about what people are putting on their credit cards. And just one simple statistic I want to throw at folks is if they put $1,000 on a credit card at Christmas time and pay the minimum amount on it, it will take them nine years to pay back that $1,000 with the minimum payment. And it will cost them about $900 in interest, which means that the $1,000 gets doubled in what you paid for the Christmas gifts. So if you put your um, gifts and your, your purchasing on credit cards, build a plan around how you're going to pay that off. Because that will become, it's very expensive if you don't do that. Like if I could just demonstrate it here with the numbers. What do you think about this idea that some people do where they um, use these payment plans that pop up? And I've seen them pop up all over the place, whether I'm on Amazon or something. It says, uh, pay, break your payment down with a firm or with one of these companies that, uh, you know, basically it, it's almost like a layaway. It seems like you're breaking your payment down into four equal parts. But at the same time, those those payments will come out at times that you may not be prepared for. Yeah, yeah. And again, you know, there's a lot of different ways out there. Layways have kind of gone away, but there's ways to, to you know, pay, pay, make payments down after you buy. There's, you know, buy now, pay in 90 days, 180 days. And those are all marketing things that in some ways can be great if you use them to your advantage. In other words, as long as you have a plan that, hey, this payment is going to come out at this part of the month, this, you know, whatever day it is, um, or, um building that plan around how do I get all of this paid off? And, and the big thing about the, you know, pay now or buy now pay in 90 days is statistically 85% of the people 
forget to pay it because it's 90 days out or they don't have the money saved to pay it. And when you don't pay those off, the interest goes all the way back to day one when you purchased it to pay the interest when you start paying that off. So again, if you do those, you have to be very, very careful to plan so that you can pay those off in the timely fashion. So I'm hoping that address is kind of what you were looking for there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It does. Um, it, once again, I want to let our listeners know that uh, Dave uh, provides his service at a very reasonable fee. Uh, and uh, you can contact him at 719-510-2791. He subscribes to the values that are part of the Dave Ramsey philosophy. And Dave Ramsey, of course, uh, the show that airs right here on KRDO News Radio. We're so uh, pleased to partner uh, with Dave because uh, he gives some common sense ways to deal with money. Money matters, uh, but how you handle it is, is really a way that you can provide yourself with some peace of mind. Uh, and you can also email Dave uh, to find out more, budgetwithdave at gmail.com. Hopefully over the years, Dave, we've had you on a couple of times. Hopefully over the years, you have received some emails from uh, people who heard about you and your philosophies and, and how you're able to help uh, through uh, through our station. Yes, no, I have. I've gotten uh, calls from people and, and emails, and I want to I want to extend this. This is the holiday season. If anybody reaches out to me and hires me, I will offer them a ten percent discount on my services if they mention they heard me on KRDO. Oh, I love that. That's great. What a what a nice way for us to be partners in this and, and help bring some financial peace to some people out there uh, because we know that in the hectic times of this season, uh, you know, it, it, it really doesn't help to burden yourself unnecessarily financially as well. I think uh, all of us can agree on that. Uh, to our guest today, Dave Jeffrey with Budgeting with Dave, uh, one final word that you want to pass along to our listeners here, Dave? Yes, I just I want to wish everybody a merry, merry, merry Christmas and a happy holidays. And I just want you to take the stress of the financial part of the season and put it away with some planning and have an awesome season going forward with you and your family. And I like your idea, your strategy for what we can do right now. Plan for maybe a spending-free week. You know, obviously the normal budget items like, you know, heating and mortgage, you got to pay, but a spend-free week, and that may buy you a little bit of extra breathing room financially and also some meal planning. That'll help you, uh, you know, not have those sudden times when you're trying to decorate the tree and go, oh, we need food. And instead of um, pulling in for a pizza, you have a meal that's right there ready to go. So again, some great ideas with Dave Jeffrey. Thank you for joining us here on The Extra. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much. That's been the extra here on KRDO News Radio. We'll talk to you again 9 to 10 a.m. right here on KRDO News Radio. Up next, Tom Martino.